Construct with Clark and Alyssa. So is this worth the wait? Worth the wait? These two chapters. Uh, Well, it's just nice to finally have some answers and some, um, yeah. Even though there was a lot of exposition, it was like exposition that I was finally like thankful for. I'm like, thank you. Please answer as many questions as you can in these chapters. <laughs> like, because I have a lot of them. Uh, do you think we have all, uh, like, how many more questions do you have? Okay, there's one. We have one... two more chapters. That's true. And I know we'll find out the answer right away at the we, beginning. We of... could have some denouement still and then have a whole chapter of. Denouement? Do you not know what that means? What? Is that French? What is that? Yeah, it's a it's a writing term though. It's oh. it's a story story part of the story arc. Not all stories have it. Okay. Where you have all the rising action, mm-hmm. climax, and then your resolution. Mm-hmm. But there's a spot after the resolution, which is the denouement. Which oh. could be like it it's the establishing everything else after after all the conflict has resolved. Oh, so Lord of the Rings had like three of those for their trilogy. At the end of the trilogy, it it just kept going. Too much. Way too much denouement. Yeah. Um, Now, there is one question. Uh, Harry doesn't ask very many questions about his dad at all. Like, what kind of animal was my dad? We'll find that out in the next chapter, of course, but... That... That walk, and I know that this this is the second chapter, but oh my goodness, that walk mm-hmm. from the Shrieking Shack to the castle, which yeah. is like miles. Long walk. One question yeah. from from Sirius of, hey, do you want to move in with me? And then <laughs> no vetting of that. Yeah. Just uncomfortable silence. Yeah. Like, this and I, does I don't... not feel like how any sort of moment would actually go. No, it it just... I mean, I I would get uncomfortable silence, mm-hmm. but uncomfortable silence broken only by a, a proposition to become roommates. <laughs> Pretty slash weird. Slash legal guardian and legal guarded. Yeah. <laughs> like, legal minor. And that's assuming you, like, get out of court. That's making so many assumptions, too. It's just, it seems a bit early to ask that. Yeah, I mean. You're still wanted and being actively chased by everyone. Uh, I suppose we should say that this is Wordstruck, <laughs> and I'm here with my Do we friend. need to say that? Our, yeah. our intro already said that for us. That's a good point. But I'm here with Alyssa, who is covered in cat hair because there is a cat running around. So much cat hair. So uh, She could tell that I put on a new shirt. <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I have a lint roller upstairs I can run you through. Um, so if you hear any purring or knocking over of stuff or just it's not just Clark general rumbling yeah it's not just me being rowdy it's uh we have a visitor this week and she is delightful uh and we'll probably have said visitor for many episodes to come yeah (laughs) get used to her uh so yeah this episode we're talking about chapters 19 and 20 (laughs) thank you glad you know uh 19 and 20 of harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban yeah yeah so before we get back into it, you want to sum up chapter 19 for me? Yeah, chapter 19 is the servant of Lord Voldemort. And in this chapter, Snape joins the League of the Exposition Bots. And the trio knocks him out. <laughs> deservedly. Yeah. Sirius and Lupin force Peter Pettigrew to reveal himself. And Harry bargains for Peter's life. And they all head back toward the castle to clear Sirius's name. Hmm. 
so a few key things that play into the Harry Potter universe that have kind of been revealed in the past, but <clears throat> are definitely cemented now. Okay, one thing. If more than one person is casting a spell with another person, it bolsters it. Did we really know that before? I don't think that that necessarily bolstered it. It's like, um, Mm -hmm. take magic out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. You, Austin, and I are all trying to get a sandwich from Dan. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We all reach in to grab it. The sandwich pulls apart because Uh, we're all trying. Yeah. And in the process, Dan also gets knocked over. Okay. It's just, it's the fact that it's coming from three different angles. It's like you're ripping it apart and, and it's, it's not strengthening the spell. If anything, it's, um, it's, it's dividing because, because in this case they, they try to disarm him all at the same time. And so when you disarm someone, Mm -hmm. the wand leaves the person's hand and you you can catch it yeah if you well if it right. three different people in three different areas do it at exactly the same time with exactly the same strength mm. where's the wand gonna go that's true yeah straight and out. also i think it usually knocks you back and so it's like getting punched by three people at the same time nice so when i don't i don't think they necessarily like like a chorus well acted as one but Sirius and lupin like Lupin is like, should we cast this together when they were going to cast that like on on? Oh uh, yeah, I thing. forgot about that one. Yeah, he's like, should we do, do this together? And he's like, yeah, probably. Which leads me to point two, which we've known this, but I just want to point out that it's a thing. Experienced magic users don't need to say any words. They just they can just point their wands and do things, and like you just don't need to say words. I know that doesn't really play into this. Like we we this is known a world this. made for you, Clark. <laughs> What? <laughs> the fewer the words, the better. Yeah, right? <laughs> because they get things done without even saying anything. Um, so I'm curious, to what end? Like, at what point are we going to meet someone who doesn't need a wand? Like, I feel like the wand is like a natural, like, okay, well, you don't need to say words, but you do need a wand. But, like, does Voldemort really need a wand? Because it's hard for me to believe that the, you know, the, the most evil, powerful wizard is like relatively useless without a wand. But we have seen like even Peter Pettigrew, he can't do Jack until he has a wand. And that's, you know, as soon as he sees Lupin's wand, he can jump on it and do something and like go from there. And I don't, Voldemort, well, when he was the journal, he took the wand. I don't know. I'm just curious to see how this plays out in the Harry Potter universe is where it's like, is anyone powerful enough to do magic without a wand? I don't know. We'll see. If it would be I, anyone, it'd be Voldemort or Dumbledore. So yeah, I mean, and I think we've talked a little bit about this before. Where I mean, every kid before they get their wand does magic without a wand. Yeah, Harry just, Harry does magic without a wand, but it's entirely unfocused. Yeah. So so it's like trying to burn an ant with a giant window. Yeah. How do how do you? And is it a matter of can anyone focus it? I don't know. I don't know. And that's that is the question. Can anyone mm-hmm. focus it? Because I don't know. It seems like it could be possible. Oh, that cat loves you. Is she needing you? <laughs> um, 
not at the moment. She's trying to figure out how to get comfortable in my notebook. Oh, <laughs> so well, needing's going to be the first step. So, hmm. Anyway, that's a good cat. The cat's name is uh, Short Round. I'm borrowing her. Mm, the cat's name is actually Cat. Cat. Demon Cat. We're borrowing <laughs> her okay. from uh, Founder Dan. Founder Dan. <laughs> that makes him sound. It really does. <laughs> like so many things that he isn't. Uh, how true is that? Anyway. Anyway. So, yep. Uh, Lupin and Sirius, neither of them need to say anything. And when they cast stuff together, it tends to be more effective. <sighs> Maybe because it's just twice as many people trying just as much. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out stuff. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't matter. This is to me just nitpicking. But um, good stuff. It good matters. stuff. Eh, it, so yeah. so this this chapter opens with. Snape revealing himself mm-hmm. um, and getting everything just a little bit differently from how Lupin and Sirius Black say that it is. Which doesn't surprise me. Not surprising at all. And then he does the thing that I was like, oh, snap, no, you didn't, which is call Hermione a stupid girl. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, oh. You're not going to get out of this. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's not a good situation to be in. Don't screw with Hermione. Like, why would he do that? I just don't get it. Like, she's not stupid. Never has been stupid. Um, yeah. Where's, where's Snape coming from in this? Because he's, like, manic yeah. and desperate. I just hope that this whole thing will act as some sort of release for Snape because if Snape needs one thing it's something to release whatever he's got building up allow him to forgive move on whatever whatever the thing is yeah because seriously this guy's nuts uh and it's just getting to a point where it's like bro you are not healthy and I think I said this at the beginning like if you're focused so much on these kids and all these like petty things you need to see a shrink man like you really need to work through this stuff because you you can't live like that that's just you're you're tortured by just these small things anyway um i would bet shrinks don't exist in this world which is weird because like wizards still have thoughts and emotions and those are still important to play a big role into your overall health is it that weird though because they're so reductive and so Mm. like They've modernized in some ways, but in really hokey ways that don't actually have any longevity to them. Hmm. And psychotherapy and and um, mental health are such new. Yeah, that's true. Really, only the fifties. Yeah, and and it just doesn't. I don't buy that they've actually um, advanced to that level. They haven't bought hmm. into that muggle understanding. It doesn't seem. Hmm. And next episode, we'll be talking about wizards and gender roles. So tune in for that. Don't we do that <laughs> a yeah. lot anyway? Yeah, probably. <sighs> yeah, it could be. But Snape, I had, yeah, I just it's, hope that this does something for him where it's like, bro, you need to. I don't know how this would help him. I don't think it actually will. It's but. So Harry ends up in sort of some interesting positions in yeah. this chapter where he steps between Snape and the door when 
Snape's ready to go call the Dementors. Yeah, yeah. And he also steps between and advocates for like we need to hear out what these guys have to say, and then, um, and then later Harry steps between Lupin and Sirius and Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, <laughs> and advocates for them not to try to kill Peter. And it's, it's just, it's just coming from me. the kid who two chapters ago had his wand pointed right at Sirius Black and was three chapters ago willing to, yeah, like, sort all full of full of fire with his words of like let's like it's now or never and this guy killed my parents and it's kind of weird for him to be the voice of reason and and to like put himself physically in between people who are wanting to take action which i i totally get because all all these people seem to be act first think later types and even lupin i don't like the person lupin was in this chapter yeah lupin i don't like him at all well it said that he had like a steely look that harry had never seen on him before and like yeah he very much was not the like calm patient teacher gentle teacher yeah he, he was, was i don't know it, there there was an interesting exchange where um where sirius told lupin like i thought like i well lupin said i mean you you probably didn't tell me and Sirius said, "Well, I thought you were the spy." Yeah, yeah. And which which <laughs> means that there was at at the time that Harry's parents were killed, there was such distrust, and they had no idea who the mole was. Yeah. And Sirius thought that it was Lupin p- because werewolf. Like I don't know. And yeah, I, I maybe. mean, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, because it's I don't know. That's the hard thing. It seems curious based on the Lupin that we've grown to know. But then again, we didn't know him at that time. Yeah, we've seen Lupin at his most mature, most relatable, most everything. Like, I, I guess if Sirius is looking at the situation and he, as we learn, didn't, he's not the mole. So he says. Yeah. If so I like, I know I'm not the mole. I know James and Lily aren't the mole. Yeah. Peter's too cowardly to be the mole, so it must be Lupin. Yeah. Sort of a situation. Yeah, Peter being cowardly. Ugh, why were they friends with Peter? What was his? What does he bring to the table? Why am I supposed to like this guy? <laughs> That's. What Are I don't you care. supposed to like him? Uh, I'm supposed to understand him at least a little bit. I mean, right now he's just worm tongue. Like worm tail. Worm tail. Well, but he is worm tongue. But he is worm tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's like he's just I think he's a coward. Not a coincidence. Oh, you don't think? Oh, I don't think. I I think it's like a direct reference, almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like in even in my mind, even when they described him coming back as a human, he was kind of this this short, balding guy, and he's just and I'm just like, oh, so worm tongue. Like he's this guy that just goes to wherever the fire is hottest, trying to stay warm. Like doing whatever. He's it a takes. bottom feeder. Yeah, he's a bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what I had pictured in my head. And I'm just like, oh man, like. Ugh. I wonder if they hung out with him. You, you know, you know how when you're roommates with people and you either choose to live really uncomfortably together <laughs> or you 
welcome everybody in and you just kind of make a make a group. I wonder if it was a situation <laughs> of it was just the four of them in their year. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just kind of how you're like, well, it's easier to it's, be friends with him yeah. than to... Uh, we could yeah. awkwardly exclude him for seven years of our lives. Yeah. But they even brought him into like the Animagus stuff. Well, yeah, but you're you're like studying in your own room, like yeah, that's you're true. probably trying it out in your own room, <laughs> like yeah, that's a good point. It'd be hard to keep it as a secret. You, you need that place to be a covert sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Plus, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's cool when you're friends with him. Maybe. <laughs> I don't we know. We haven't seen it. Yeah. And they, I mean. And he could have been a really good roommate. He could have done all his dishes and bought baked has, goods every Saturday. And He's been a rat for 12 years. He might not. Yeah. Yeah. Even be, he, he might not know how to interact with humans anymore. Like 12 years of habits. What if he actually was a mole? How annoying would that be as like a writing technique if we're like, wait, so the mole is the mole? Because <laughs> it's already the rat is the rat. But like if you were to take it one step further. Uh, yep. Do you think he ever transformed into a greasy old man when he was like, do you think he ever did that? Do you ever just think? Uh, I don't think he did. Uh, I'm just so weirded out I, by this. I think based on the argument that serious and Lupin through his way mm. of um you know you're hiding from Voldemort's followers who think that you're a traitor oh yeah yeah that's true yeah I don't think he trusted any corner of the world mm. probably a good idea yeah he's he's in you know deep undercover man oh that weirds me out so much the things that uh just just like you were saying like oh the people who say they want to be invisible Usually that just means they're creepy, which I kind of disagree with, but I kind of get at the same time. Did I say that? I swear you said that. I mean, it sounds like something I would say. Yeah. That's why I said, like, don't trust people who say they'd be invisible over as their superpower because they they just want to stalk you. They just want to follow you around and know all your secrets that you're not ready to tell them. I I mean, yeah, it's kind of along those lines, but the rat thing it's, is way and, creepier. And I, by myself, with no observers, I'm not that great of a person, and I'm sure neither are you. <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. entirely unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. It's I get that for sure. The face I put on is is a good thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's okay. Uh, boy, wow. Okay, I'm still just getting over this whole twelve years at mouse thing. It's it's killing me. So. The thing that drove me bonkers about this chapter was like all of the Snape and all of the Peter and all of the Sirius and Lupin, and they're all just expositioning so hard. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, I don't like, show me anything. Yeah. Find a way to show me anything. Yeah. It is all telling. It's all, and, and I mean, it's, it doesn't feel that unnatural except for Lupin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this feeds into Lupin just not being himself. It's he, the fact that Lupin has this steely calm and he turns to Sirius and, and Sirius, well, I don't remember who says it first, but like, I think it's Sirius who says, so we should kill him, right? And Lupin's like, yep, you're right. Yeah. And just like, no logic check. Yeah. At all. (laughs) It's just like, where's, 
Why? Like, how are you not thinking my friend who has been in Azkaban for 12 years could be freed and, yeah. and not a fugitive if we somehow get this guy into custody? Yeah, like instead, you kill yeah, him. You're killing you're right. your. We're witness. killing him. Yeah, and I totally, I get the vengeance. I yeah. get it. Yeah, I get this guy is responsible for the deaths of our friends, mm-hmm. and the like the fact that Harry's an orphan and all of that. And I get it, but it just, I thought Lupin was bigger than vengeance. Yeah. I think it kind of goes to where it's like, what is the one thing that I think Harry Potter would kill over? Well, his parents. So it's like, what is the one thing that these guys would kill over? Well, Voldemort and that whole thing that he did. Like, if there's one, one thing in their whole world that they would kill somebody over, it'd be this exact situation. Like, if if not this, then what? Like, if where's your line if not... This guy who, who, you know, directly led to the death of your good friend and countless others and stuff like this. Like if, if that's, it's kind of like this whole argument that's being used in pop culture lately where it's like, wait, what do you mean you wouldn't punch a Nazi? Like, what do you mean? Like, what? Are you going to hear the Nazi out? Like, no, you know what they're about. You know what they're saying. I'm not saying don't punch the Nazi. I'm saying don't kill the Nazi. Yeah, okay, okay. I see what you mean. If you're sitting there and you have a person who is a foot soldier, who is never going to be the the leader of the revolution, you figure out how to get that person into custody because that person is not going to to lead the takeover of whatever new world. Don't they also like what's the status of Voldemort in this scenario? No, in oh, this good scenario. Question. Yeah. Because we know that he was inhabiting a back of a head and we know <laughs> <laughs> that he was inhabiting a diary. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure the diary's not going to resurface. Like yeah, that I think seems Tom like Riddle's a good gone, yeah. That Basilisk that's dead. Is, yeah. But Back of the head, Voldemort is questionable because we saw him get away. Yeah, yeah. So, but Harry knows that. Dumbledore knows that. Does anyone else know that? I mean, Scabbers has been listening in on every conversation for the last couple of years, so I'm assuming, yeah, Scabbers, yeah. But Scabbers is like Peter Pettigrew is pleading for his life, no matter what. Lupin and Sirius, like. Okay, you 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 kill the foot soldier if you think the foot soldier is going to make his way back to the leader. Okay, yeah. Do they think he's going to make his way back to the leader? Do they think, I think so. that Voldemort is not done for? Probably. Or do, do they have intel otherwise or or are they purely operating from vengeance? Cuz that's that's the situation of like you punch Nazis and then arrest them when there's no more Hitler. <laughs> when there's Hitler <laughs> or Hitler-esque person. I thought you were going to say Hitlerette and try and just offer a feminine version. It's a <laughs> just, surname. Yeah, either Hitler or a Hitlerette. <laughs> Could be either. <laughs> Adolf or Ida. I don't know. Uh, um, Like when, when, when you fear that said Nazi will get back to the leader with intel or like just 
yeah, uh, to yeah. add to the numbers, then that that's a different scenario. Yeah. So do they actually think like Harry's still the only one who has heard the prophecy from Trelawney? He that's has still true. not mentioned it to anyone. Which would have been a really good idea, but I guess during all that exposition, he could have been like, um, point of order. One of you, not sure who at this point, is a servant of Voldemort. And, and I know uh, that you're trying to get back there, probably tonight. So how about nobody leaves, <laughs> unless we're all, yeah. That's uh, why he stands in front of the door. <laughs> yep. So Harry sucks at talking to adults. Um, That's nothing new. Yeah, nothing new. Uh, pure vengeance. Though I, I do think when Lupin got the job as Dark Arts, I'm sure there was some sort of like round table of like, all right, let's talk about current status of Voldemort. What have you heard? Well, let's actually talk about what's happened over the last few years. This doesn't leave this room. But you, as someone who's supposed to really know about this whole dark arts, and you need to know the full story. I don't know how much the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher needs to know. But, like, like He is like, not... Aren't they the first person that anyone would go to for any, like, Voldemort-related stuff? Except for Dumbledore. Like, they're supposed to be the one person... Oh, hi, Kitty. Don't stop the I'm like, recording, I'm like, please. If she steps on it and we lose it. <laughs> we are one space far away from this entire thing going off the rails. Our episode hangs in the balance. <laughs> I'm a temperamental cat. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, that's probably enough on this chapter. I mean, you, we're we're pretty much in agreement with each other. Like, don't kill Peter. Keep them alive for questioning. The whole kill thing is just because they're wound up. They want vengeance. And the fact that a 13-year-old kid had to be the one to say, let's not kill him. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And, and I mean, Snape probably wouldn't have stopped it either. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Hermione Snape- wasn't going to stop it. Ron wasn't going to stop. Well, Ron would only stop it if he thought it was Scabbers. But... As soon as it became clear it wasn't, Ron was like, okay, yeah, kill him. <laughs> like, it definitely off him. Uh, he never said that, but you know what I mean. I Yeah, I, I think he wants... I think I would trust Ron wanting vengeance. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That, I mean, that seems fair. <laughs> I just... Mm, I, yeah. don't like, I don't like Lupin. I don't like Lupin today. It's a that. weird Lupin. That loopy Lupin. It's probably because it's a full moon and he can just kind of sense it. Right? I'd love to talk about that. Mm, okay, okay. So let's get to uh, favorite quotes first. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, What's your favorite quote? Oh, man. My favorite quote is a good quote. Let me look at the page number real quick. Okay. So this is right after Peter Pettigrew has turned back into a person from a rat. Like right after. And Suddenly, cast... Peter. Suddenly, Peter. <laughs> well, hello, Peter, said Lupin pleasantly, as though rats frequently erupted into old school friends around him. Long time no see. <laughs> I just love as the rats frequently erupted into old school friends. <laughs> I really did like like that. That was maybe the last point at which I liked Lupin in this chapter. Yeah. Was that like I'm going to treat this person who's been hiding like a person mm-hmm. to figure out what he knows, and then yeah, but this is <laughs> doesn't last. But yeah, this is very much. Lupin is not friendly, right? Or, uh, he's coming it's across pleasant. as friendly, but he is not happy, and he is not giving them a very. If anything, he's just offering a rope for the person to hang themselves. So, yeah, I don't know. It feels very Dumbledore esque in that moment. Pleasant is just a. Pleasant. I feel like that's how Dumbledore deals with his adversary. Yeah, is initially very pleasant, very like almost, almost. Um, 
disarmingly pleasant because you're sitting there and you're like, I'm the villain and that's Dumbledore. Like, obviously we're going to clash heads, like battle now. Yeah. And, and Dumbledore is very like lemon drop. Like, let's, 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 let's chat a little bit. Like, Do you think that's more of like a British thing of like anything but polite is like really not okay. Like it's a huge faux pas to not be polite. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but the number of characters in this book who are not that by default. Yeah. Okay. That's I, I would say that like Dumbledore and Lupin are just, are, they're very similar in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Dumbledore represents the epitome of, of Britishness. I don't know. I think Lupin and Dumbledore are just Pretty really close. similar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. That's true. Lots of snacks. Uh, I think Lupin and Dumbledore are very Cat. similar. Cat on the book. Cat on the book. Cat on the book. This is going to make your favorite quotes. Very difficult. Cat. Gotta, gotta, gotta leave me my book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite quote, Alyssa? <laughs> okay. My favorite quote was on 370. So on page 370, Sirius Black is um, accusing Scabbers of... Scabbers? Then I saw Peter... Pettigrew muttered. Okay, so we already Peter's Peter's been revealed at this point. Okay, so Black's like expositioning up 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 the wall, and in the middle of everything, Hermione interrupts and says, "Er, Mister Black, serious." <laughs> and Black jumped at being addressed like this and stared at Hermione as though he had never seen anything quite like her. <laughs> I just I do I, remember reading that. Yeah. I love that like moment of 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 it's very youthful to be like I don't there's an adult in the room yeah. and I'm going to treat said adult like a person to be respected even yeah. though he's been in prison for 12 years yeah. and I'm not entirely sure who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> and also I have to figure out like how did you get out of Azkaban and all that? And and then just the fact that Sirius is not used to being addressed like a human yeah, even yeah. or anyone with any worth at all. And just that moment of like, no one really knows how to deal with anyone <laughs> in this room right now. It's, yeah. it's just great. That I loved great. it. Yeah. So what happened in chapter 20? Chapter 20 is Chekhov's kiss. I mean, the Deventer's kiss. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And uh, in this chapter, Sirius suggests that Harry move in with him once his name's cleared. Yeah. And uh, the whole group emerges from the Whomping Willow, and then the moon comes out, and Lupin goes all wolfy. <laughs> Sirius transforms into a dog to keep the wolf away, and then Peter transforms into a rat and runs away, mm-hmm. and then Dementors descend on them all. Oh. And Except then Peter. just as... Harry is about to get the Dementor's kiss. Something silvery saves him. His Patronus, yeah. Lupin went a wolfie and he did run. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know that song? Uh, Frog went a courtin' and he did go. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> who, so, do you, who do you listen to who sings that? <laughs> uh, boy, that's just one of those melodies you pick up over time. You should listen to the Brothers Four. Brothers four? Yeah. You're holding up four fingers as if I didn't <laughs> hear what you said. <laughs> what? Is this mic on? Can you hear me? Are we hot? We're hot. We're good. Uh, the male, brothers Male four. quartet. My dad likes them. They're not great to... Uh, they're, they're not like a, a top 10 or anything, wow. but... 
they do a cool four-part harmony of that. I like that if if I were to place a bet on which one of my friends had a recommendation for the best uh, barbershop quartet rendition of Frog Went a Quartin, I, I would have picked you. So you were just... <laughs> of course, of course. I feel like I need a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, most likely to... We should do like <laughs> class superlatives. Your book superlatives. Most for... likely to recommend an obscure barbershop quartet rendition of the song. I think it'd be like between you and Cameron Faring. But like most likely. Yeah. <laughs> Not just might know someone. <laughs> but like most likely. Yep, you and Cameron. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Talk to me, Clark, yeah, okay. about Sirius Black oh. propositioning Harry to be his new dad. You know, as far as as far as weird stepdad conversations, not that weird. Like I, I expect them all Name to be about this. A awkward. weirder one. <laughs> I can't do that in a clean podcast. Um, I've just been around some stepdads, and man, it's just this whole weird class of like they want your approval, but at the same time. They are grown adult men that are not going to grovel to a child to get their, you know, like, it's this whole weird thing. And that's where I'm squarely putting um, Sirius Black. Not as what I should be putting him in as, as Godfather, because that's really more what he is as a, a Godfather, yes, <laughs> with the cotton balls. Uh, but no, he's not a Godfather. He's a stepdad. I know that doesn't work. I know he's not dating the mom, but that is the level of awkwardness and strangeness of like, okay, you're in my life now and you're kind of going to be there and I kind of have to like respect you because reasons, but like, I don't know. It's this weird force thing to where it's like, well, Harry has to play cool, but what baffled, I was honestly surprised that Harry was cool with that. Yeah, it's it's like, the very surprised. I just don't really believe. I mean that that's pretty telling about how terrible the Dursleys are. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, which we've already seen in Spades. Yeah, but Harry taking the first chance of this dude whose story is mm, quasi vetted. Yeah, not not even yeah. entirely vetted. Who, the presence of him turned the entire demeanor of my favorite teacher into, like, really creepy and, like, drastic. And and he's still, like, very much a wanted outlaw. Exactly. And, I mean, they're counting their chickens, obviously. Yeah, hugely. But... And, and and Harry has, like, this weird feeling of, like, I just had... I mean, he's got to know, like, oh, my gosh, the school year yeah. is pretty much over. Yeah. My, like, annual big battle has happened. And for a <laughs> refreshing change, adults were present. And so I feel a little more secure. Yeah. Like, adults I trusted. Even an adult that I don't really trust, but who remarkably wasn't really trying to hurt me. Like, at, like the whole time, he was never really in danger yeah. at this point. Yeah. It didn't seem. Let's let's zoom out a bit. What was J.K. Rowling doing with this? With what? With with the whole serious... Okay, so this for me came out of nowhere. I feel like if 
there had been one line somewhere in there where Harry was dreading going back to the Dursleys or if he was trying to figure something out or trying to figure out a place to stay. Um, this would make a bit more sense. For me, it feels like we got to this point of the book and Rowling is almost like, oh, you know what I could do? Well, I, like I could have him offer this. And even though it's like, well, yeah, but you haven't really set up the pretext for or pretense Hasn't for Hasn't she, though? Has she? I mean, I, I don't I don't think she's she's brought it up for a long time. But the fact that Harry ran away. OK. Like Harry ran away. Yeah, that was, I guess, the first few chapters of like, how can you go back to the Dursleys when he had a car rip out and, the bars on the window? No, that, w- that was the second book. Oh, boy. Yeah, the third true. book was he blew up his aunt. Oh, yeah. And that's ran away. All started with this, isn't it? And oh, boy. With that, like he was. He got into a fight, was kicked out, slash ran away. Yeah. And lived alone in Diagon Alley for weeks. Yeah, that's a good. And point. he's sitting there going, I don't like one, I don't want to go back to the Dursleys, but two, I'm not sure if I'm welcome back to the Dursleys. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Okay. And so we haven't revisited it. Not in a long time. Yeah. And and I think that there was probably room for it because we're approaching like we've we've had the end of term. They have another week, and Harry, like, we, we should have had a paragraph of Harry beginning to wonder, like, where am I going to go? Yeah, exactly. We should have we should have had that, particularly because where am I going to go? Sirius Black's on the loose and apparently coming after me. Yeah. Like, someone has to have an idea of where Harry goes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and so like yeah, I think all of that should have been more at the forefront and we should have gotten a paragraph, but we didn't. Yeah. So that's where I think Harry's actually coming from. That makes sense. It's good to go further back we because just, I did not do that very well. Yeah, I haven't been let in on mm. on that anxiety. <laughs> so okay, subject change because I I want to talk about this because it cracks me up. <laughs> this whole weekend of Bernie's thing with Snape. The whole time. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Oh, it's yeah. so funny because, like, there's just, they need to get back to the school from, or to the base of the Whomping Willow and then to the school, but they don't want to carry Sirius because they can't, or because Snape. it's Snape, sorry. Yeah. Because so, so they're just, three kids and two adults, and one of the, and they need to watch Pettigrew, and we need to really poorly, like, contain but Peter Pettigrew, chaining him to the kid with the broken leg. What? Well, also, like, what do you mean? If he can become a rat, like, yeah. chains don't matter. <laughs> they should have magic knocked him out, man. Yeah, like, yeah. do what you did to Snape, to Peter. Yeah, do that. Do that. Why not? Like, as soon as he's like, all right, we're going, and good night. They just knock him out. That's what they should have done. It's Yeah, make, make sure Don't just put he shackles on him. What is wrong with you? Because clearly, we've, I mean, we saw with Peter at the end of this chapter that, <laughs> and then also with Sirius, who doesn't have a wand, uh-huh. but you don't need a wand to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what brand of magic that is. The thing that you did to Ron? No, to become a, an animal. You don't, oh, you don't, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You no. apparently you don't. don't need a wand no. to transform that way. No. So. Yeah. Yeah. You just, it's just, and, and they like are so deliberate about it and it's cartoonish what they come up with. Yeah. Of like totally 
bind him up in 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 ropes and then and then on top of that shackle either side of him to a human <laughs> it it's just absurd yeah it was totally absurd and the whole time I'm like well all right that's how he's going to get out <laughs> like <laughs> you're going to just suddenly rat and off you run yep but the whole Snape hovering thing was funny. It'd be even more funny if it was Snape and Peter Pettigrew. And they were both just like... Like Bleh. clanging against each other. Yeah. And... <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then um, Lupin changes and Pettigrew's like, well, all right, you guys got this, right? And they're just running and Snape and Pettigrew are both just floating behind. Oh, that was funny. Oh, Snape. He... Oh, man, the firestorm that Snape is going to unleash. Like, how? If, if he recovers from the concussion that I'm sure he has, how? from Sirius letting his head scrape against the top <laughs> of the passage for at least a mile. Just... Yeah. Like, that's... You're, you're going to get some road rash from that. There's just no way around that. That is not... Oh, man. Speaking of um, head injuries, uh-huh. so um, this is jumping a little bit ahead to Harry blacking out at the very end of the chapter. Oh, man. This is the third book that yeah. Harry has blacked out in. I think he's blacked out for various reasons, but like, yeah, it occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, have wizards figured out how to cure concussions? Oh, I like, hope so. cure them. Like... <laughs> Like, not leave, like, a residual little aneurysm hanging out in your brain. <laughs> because that might be how how Harry actually goes. <laughs> it's like That's a very tiny aneurysm from way too many times passing out fighting a dark wizard. I mean, you think f- American football's bad for... Yeah, I mean, this is, like, too good of a track record of, con- <laughs> of blacking out. Yeah. It's just, like, that should be, like film nine harry potter and the concussion <laughs> the real enemy comes with comes from within uh see and here like and this whole book harry's been blacking out because of dementors and so like which i guess is we've fair established because that voice yeah and and we've established why he has such a severe reaction to mm-hmm. it and all that but it just occurred to me that like this is a final battle or or I mean, maybe not finally have two more chapters, but the it's whole thing a, with Dementors, you mean? It, yeah, yeah. This this whole night, the whole night is the like is. Oh, it better be the final battle. Yeah, and it's it's a final battle that once again Harry ends by passing out, and yep. we've just ended so many final battles that way in this series, and it makes me wonder how many more, how many more, how many more do we have? <laughs> how many more is Harry going to pass out? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've seen the end of it. <laughs> I doubt it. Because now it's a pattern. <laughs> That's how you know it was a real fight. <laughs> if someone didn't pass out, nope. Uh So that's my head injury uh quip. Yeah. This whole Dementors, we get to see what Asunder Dementors hood. Turns out it's just a stressed dry scaly skin and no eyes but a big gaping mouth. Ooh. Ring wraiths. Yeah. yeah, very wraithy. Very wraithy. Um, I forget what the name for these monsters would be in D&D. There's a name for it. It's not cool because that's more like a zombie. Oh, boy. Listeners at Wordstruck Pod. Uh, tweet me. Tweet us. 
Uh, what what would that be in D and D universe? Anyway, um, creepy. creepy, very creepy, real creepy. And at first, like we see Harry launching Patro- Expecto Patronus, Expecto Patronus all over the place, and like it's kind of doing stuff, but it's not really doing stuff. And the thought that he's <clears throat> clinging to is moving in with Sirius. Yeah, and being like, away from the. He's gone from. One awkward question yeah. with no follow-up questions yep. and silence to this is my great hope. I would I would love if one of the follow-up questions, uh, do you have a house? <laughs> like where do you where do you live, man? Like Which do you even have a couch for me to sleep on? Like what do you li- I mean live with you where? What? I, I How? don't I don't get the like confused tone from that question that it sounds like you have because he did ask do you have a house did he okay. he did okay um what was the answer <laughs> fill me in on these chapters i don't I don't, <laughs> I don't think he got an answer uh, I, um to that one specifically there were a lot of questions that he that he threw out there because he was so excited about like oh my gosh like all these things. I don't have to go back to the Dursleys anymore. This is so fantastic. I, I, I just come at it from the attitude of like, if someone comes to you and says, hey, here, can I, I'm just going to give you $1,000. Like, you are going to be met with questions of like, uh, $1,000, huh? Okay. Uh, where'd that come from? Like, uh, okay. Like, like it would not be met with just like immediate, like, oh yeah, $1,000. Thank you. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I'd be like, eh, no, I'm not buying it. No, no such thing as free lunch, right? Like, what's the catch? What's what am I? What am I missing here? What's uh? Have you really thought this through? Have I really thought this through? Harry says here, because mm. um, Sirius suggests it, and then and then he quickly backtracks because he realizes, oh my gosh, I just like asked a thing, and like I'm really scared, and I was very vulnerable in that moment of expressing yeah. that, like maybe I want human companionship, and <laughs> I don't understand this anymore. Awkward and. And he goes like, "Of course, of course, you wouldn't want to. Like, you you have your aunt and uncle." And Harry's like, "Are you insane? <laughs> of course, I want to leave the Dursleys. Have you got a house? When can I move in?" Oh yeah. And yeah. and Black's response is, "You re- you really want to? Oh. Like, you mean it?" <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> so he's so surprised that anyone would actually want to like yeah. live with him because yeah. he spent twelve years down on himself and thinking that like I'm like. I'm wrongfully convicted for something. <laughs> and also this kid thought up until maybe an hour ago that yeah. I'm the reason his parents are dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving, moving awful quick. Wonder, so wonder if he also thought like, Ooh, call my bluff. I do not have a house. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> it's, I love that naive place of a 13 year old uh-huh. thinking like you might have a house. Like yeah, who, yeah. I don't, I don't know how houses work, really. Like, I still don't know how houses work. I, st- I still don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to buy one. Yeah. It's like, um, huh? That, like, you could be not at your house for 12 years and still have it as yours. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe if you inherited it and have entirely paid it off, it could still... I don't know how the whole there. money thing works anyway. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's it's so like I I do love that very naive spot of like this person who's been a convict for 12 years could totally have a house. Yeah. Do you? Why not? Do you? Let's move in. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. What an odd couple. Anyway. So the Dementors try to kiss. They want to kiss real bad. They and they start with Harry. Down. Yeah, they start with Harry. Ooh, big no-no. 
Uh, <laughs> so I was trying to figure out where on earth the cat was. I found it. It's right behind me. Uh, it, it, that was very dismissive. Ooh, big no-no. Oh, like, big no-no. Like, Don't go after Harry. Like, why? Why is that the big no-no? Ooh, Harry's, uh, he's the sacred cow. He's the protagonist. He's the protagonist, Don't guys. mess with him. The book is named after him, Dementors. Do not do that. Um, They're trying to seize ownership of the book. I mean, he has all the feels right <laughs> the now, The Dementors though. and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I mean, who has more feels right now than Harry? Like... Uh, maybe Sirius maybe Sirius has more feels than Harry but Sirius is still coming out of he's still got mad PTSD you know he's still trying to figure out what he feels more feels more feels like who does the reader have more feels for no 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 who who contains the most emotions feelings sorry Uh, I'm I'm going all millennial who are they preying on who are they preying on because there's the most to go for like Harry for sure Harry is like whoa so many feelings I don't know you could go after the werewolf he seems to have like a lot of weird like Uh, like, I've just compartmentalized all of my angst into this other place in the back of my mind that's probably a smorgasbord. Yeah, it's too much digging. And and <laughs> it's already been established that they're not good with uh, creatures. What about Ron, who, like, eh. just lost his rat and is now, like, totally... Eh, too easy. Pain's, like, pain's boring. Why? You're killing me over here. Pain's, pain's too black and white. They want some nuance. They so, want some so you're thinking they went straight for the main course. Oh, yeah. That, that's They're what dementors. The that's all was. they know. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's, Interesting. that's what dementors do. They go to like the strongest thing, you know, the strongest feelings, get the most out of it. Uh, yeah, for sure. And of course, Sirius Black, because they were specifically trained to, I mean, like, Sirius Black, because he is Sirius Black, and that's like the whole reason they're there. So, yeah, they go for him first. And then, second, you know, Harry. Or really at the same time, realistically. First. They went to Harry first, I think oh, is what first? it said. And I'm not even sure he... I'm not... Like, I think Harry was so overwhelmed, he wasn't even aware of anyone else that's in danger. So I guess it's possible that, I mean, there are like a hundred of them. Yeah, so they could be around Harry. And, could all just be Ron simultaneously. Like, yeah, it could be. And we're just that close to Harry's observation that yeah. we uh, can't tell. But that does lead us to the revelation that Dementors, in fact, aren't good at reading creatures. And that is how Sirius Black got out of Azkaban. Um, Yeah, how'd you feel about that? uh, You know, I said I'd be a bit annoyed by it, and I am a bit annoyed by it. Um, Because, hi, Kitty. Um, It just, man, man, if, if there's like that big of a weakness and that big of a blind spot like you should have some other type of guards i don't know it just feels i know you can't really have anything else around the dementors because it's just like you can't have human guards or wizard guards stationed with dementors because that's just bad news for everyone um but man it seems like there really should have been (sighs) again some sort of motion detector cantrip something something to indicate that somebody that's not a dementor that like hey dementors may have missed something here because there are motion traps but the dementors aren't noticing anything but all these enchantments we said like for being the most secure prison in the world the most secure prison (sighs) honestly this to me feels like it's a men's prison okay say it's like the rock what's what's the name of the rock What, what prison is that uh, as a oh boy, it's, it's a real prison. And I'm, it was on I'm, an island. I'm sorry. I can't help you. Um, oh boy. Um, the rock took place there because it's a very important prison. That I don't know what still... the rock is. 
Oh, this um, movie with Sean Connery. Uh, boy. Well, anyway, that famous, the listeners know what I'm talking about. There's a prison on an island, and it was supposed to be very, very oh, secure. Oh, it starts with an A. Yeah, I know. What That's is it? I just keep thinking As- Alcatraz. There Alcatraz. we go. That's very similar to Azkaban. Alcatraz. Probably not a coincidence. <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> so it's like, okay, so this upsets me in the same way that like Alcatraz is a men's prison. Oh, boy, cat on the computer uh alcatraz is a men's prison so to escape one of the one of the prisoners just dressed up as a woman and all the guards were like what oh that can't possibly be a prisoner because we only have male prisoners here so i guess oh that's cool let's just let that thing go by because that's clearly not a man it's like that's how silly this is to me where it's like, what? No, that would never work. This is the most secure prison. They don't care what you are if you match the description. Like, they don't care if you're a male prisoner that looks exactly like this. No, you are a thing that is there that is not supposed to be there. They're gonna see why you're there and and figure it out and contain you in the meantime. Like, they're not just gonna be like, oh well, not what we're looking for. So I guess it doesn't count. Like, I guess that's why it upsets me. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree because. The wizards have labeled this prison the, like, impossible prison to break out of. No one has ever done it before. And so they believe that their system works. That's as dumb as the Titanic. Like It's it's hubris. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's it's arrogance that this thing that we have made is perfect. And we don't have to mess with it. And we don't like those dementors, but hey, we can use them. Yeah. So and put them over like, there and we don't have to bother with it. And also we don't like those those villains. So put them all together and they'll just feed off of each other and out of sight, out of mind. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. it's. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. absolutely begging for someone to challenge it. And look, someone did and won. But it's it's never been done before. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and I imagine just... Yeah. It's, it's, it's an odd scenario and it's an odd scenario because the people in power decided we're smarter than everyone else and we're fine okay yeah that makes sense and it's the same thing with alcatraz yeah of course the system's perfect all these people are monitored 24 7 yeah like they're not gonna get they're not gonna get out even if they get out how are they gonna get across the river like we don't have to ask the question of like could they no of course not yeah yeah. our system's airtight yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. It's it's a very human flaw and it happens all the time. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <sighs> Still a little bit grumpy about it, but I definitely I I definitely understand your point. I So if just like speaking from my gut, I think Sirius goes. I think they kiss Sirius. I think he gets so screwed up and Harry's like, whoa. And it's like totally losing this. Other, like, I seriously don't think Sirius comes out of this. Um, just because, I don't know. But at the same time, like the end of the chapter would have you believe that the Patronus went around all of them and scared all of the Dementors away. So it's like, I think the end of this chapter leads you to believe that everything's okay. But like, man, it just, just, it, and I'd love to be wrong, for the record. I'd love to be wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But I think Sirius gets kissed. I think he goes, man. I think Sirius dies. Just because, like, you can't always get what you want. And this book is kind of reaching a point where happy endings aren't guaranteed. 
and they maybe they shouldn't be. Maybe Harry doesn't get a new place to live. Um, I don't know. But at the same time, what what would they talk about in the next book then? If not Harry getting to know Sirius and and getting to spend a summer with him and kind of learning more about Sirius that way, especially because Sirius is such a great exposition tool for his father. Anyway, I'm thinking out loud. It'd yeah, be ver- it's very interesting it'd to be, hear your thoughts. Yeah, it'd be much more convenient for Sirius to live because who else? He knows Harry's family. He knows oh, so much about the war with Voldemort. Like, there is so much context there um, to be drawn from. So it's like, man, it'd be great if Sirius lived just as, like, a literary tool, but it'd be great if Sirius died just as a literary tool. <laughs> like, what we could get from that where it's like, wow, Harry, like lost this person because he realized that the justice system is a bit flawed for wizards where it's like like this whole you know guilty until proven innocent guilty until proven innocent thing like yeah this could well exactly this could spark a whole thing where it's like okay harry at first has been negligent of the rules because he's just kind of a pipsqueak little young kid that like likes you know he just he likes running out and going on adventures and doing things himself and not talking to adults. But if Harry started approaching this more from an angle of you can't trust adults, which is already, again, a little bit the case. But if it became more the case of like, no, I can't trust adults because adults are They're bad. never there. Look yeah. at Dumbledore. He's never there. He's never there. Yeah. So it's like if if Sirius were to die and and – Harry would have to like suffer through that. That could be a really big character building moment of Harry being like, look, adults kind of (laughs) suck. Like, like really suck. They say one thing, they promise one thing. Yeah. They promise one thing and they do another and then, you know, follow through. Yeah. Where it's like, so that'd be a great character development tool is losing serious. But man, the the exposition you could gain and the problems it would solve of just Harry now has somewhere to be in the summers and over summer break or winter break and stuff like that. Like, so this could go either way. I really don't know. Um, I really don't know. The end of the chapter wants you to believe that everybody's fine. Um, Part of me thinks this could be the moment where everyone's like, Oh, Harry Potter is, this is now young adult, not kids. If that makes sense. Like we have kind of made that transition of like, ah, yes. People we care about die now noted. Um, this this sets the tone for a, a different chapter or book four. So anyway, whew, that was a long Interesting. one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll find this all out tonight. So <laughs> I've got um I've got one more uh big prediction question for you, but there's something else I want to cover before that. Sure. Okay. And that's um suddenly were- werewolf. Oh yeah, that happened fast. That happened. Did they mention that it was a full moon at any point leading up to this? Uh, yes. Um, I don't know about- Snape appears in the Whomping Willow, uh, in, in, in the shrinking, oh, okay. Shrieking Shack, and he <laughs> expositions about how Lupin was looking at the map and and then ran away, and Snape went to his office because Lupin never came to him for oh, his potion. Oh, yeah. What was, what was the explanation? Did Snape see the map or... I that forget. Lupin never never cleared, cleared the map, the map yeah. and ran away, which seems really rookie move for someone who made the map. Also, really silly if you're going to run from your office in the castle out 
somewhere like don't you want the map to like make sure you can find the people it's, after uh, you've run a football field away this like, is 100% deus ex machina like this is very much like I guess Snape needed a reason to be out there I think it would have made just as much sense if he's on running and just decided to follow him but whatever or um, like I mean I uh, because Snape knowing I, about I the I come up with about five better ways for Snape to get there than that yep. and, and it's just really sad to me that that's the one because well, Lupin is the one who made the map yeah if anybody Wipe that. knows it <laughs> Plus, like, we need that map so badly for the rest of the series. And if Snape now knows that they have a map where they can see where everybody is, like, ah, that sucks. Like, that was going to be a really handy thing to have. And now, for all we know, Snape is like, well, they definitely cannot have that map because I know what it does. And, like, what's the alternative? Yeah. Like, someone keeps using it and Snape knows someone somewhere has this information. It's all very odd for one of the manufacturers of the map to not respect the rules of the map mm, and sucks. to just leave it. Yeah. And also, if you're running after someone, you bring the map that leads so you, you to them. So you can keep following them. It doesn't take that much space, guys. It, it's, yeah. it's really odd. Yeah. And, and I mean, clearly he's off. And maybe maybe we can attribute it to, like, it's his time of the month. But yeah, like, yeah, but that's lame. I mean, I know I break glasses on mine, but like, <laughs> that doesn't mean you leave the map out on your desk. I try to climb into the fridge during mine. <laughs> Can't get cold enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I th- yeah, suddenly werewolf, it, woof, woof, as if as if we weren't didn't have enough action going on. It's like yeah. Speaking of final battles and final everything, now there's like a werewolf and then a dog and then Sirius is like ah, and they run off and where it's they a lot go? of confused scuffle. Yeah, lots of confused scuffle. Uh, lots of confused scuffle. So my question for you at the end of the chapter is okay. like who. We're, we're so narrowed in on Harry. Yeah, who's around and did anyone get away? Uh, Lupin got away. Uh, Pettigrew got away. Um, Did they get away in the same direction? <laughs> no, no, no. Pettigrew's off for Voldemort. Um, he, Pettigrew was way deeper into the forest. Uh, way deeper. Lupin is probably just kind of in the outskirts or maybe trying to go back to the shrieking. I don't know where Lupin is. Um, but not the same direction as Pettigrew. Well, maybe he's chasing Pettigrew. But I think Pettigrew has to get away because it says the Dark Servant meets up with Voldemort. So I think Pettigrew gets away. Just because it's a it's a prophecy doesn't mean. Yeah, that's true. I I still I still wonder if the fact that the prophecy was witnessed. Yeah. If it if that cements it. Yeah. Or. Uh, Schrodinger's or, prediction. Yeah, if it's yeah. like if, if I predict something to myself. Yeah. And no one no one's around to hear it. Tree yeah. falls in a forest. Is it real? <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy. So maybe the werewolf's chasing the the rat, but I don't think that vengeance is on the mind of the werewolf. The werewolf's mind all of a sudden becomes, it's not thinking the same thoughts that he did as a human. He's just thinking. Wolf. Wolf. So it's like, I don't think he's chasing after the rat. And wolves um, are not interested in rats, especially giant wolves. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was big. Yeah. There's no, it doesn't care about a rat. Um. So let's see. Ron and Hermione probably didn't go very far into the forest. They're probably back with Snape. So I think where we're at, it's just it's just Harry and Sirius. That's it. Okay. So. Yeah. Final question. Okay. We have two more chapters left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you expect to happen? Oh, boy. 
Harry's blacked out at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Harry wakes up in a hospital bed. <laughs> Harry wakes up in a that hospital tracks. bed. <laughs> Madame Pomfrey is, uh, oh, he's awake. And then Ron and Hermione run in. Oh, it's so good to see you. Ron hobbles in like little Timmy with his little crutch. And God bless us, everyone. Uh, that's going to be the end of the book, is Ron saying, and God bless us, everyone. Just for the record. Just, um, just to borrow for good measure. Yeah, just throwing that out there. That's how this book will end, because it's taking place in London. That's not true. But um, <laughs> ooh, uh, let's see. I hang my head in disappointment. So Harry's like, what happened? And Ron and Her- Hermione just exposition him the whole time. Um, or, ooh, hold up. What if? Huh. No, no, no. I'm trying to think how they could possibly get out of this situation. And how Hermione could save their butt. What if she could use the time thingy to save their butt? I was thinking about that. Save whose butt? Everyone's butt. Um, at least somehow fix this the Snape situation. Somebody needs to handle that whole Snape situation. And if we have Ron and Hermione with Snape, and Ron's out because he's a little busy, a little busy trying to reconcile his injuries and the scabbers thing like Hermione is the only one that's really fit for duty to deal with Snape especially because she feels so much immense pressure to fix it because she attacked a teacher holy crap she attacked a teacher can you believe it so she's got to make it right so I feel like she's going to use a little tricksy little tricksy to somehow make the Snape thing go away maybe with that magic thingy that she has um maybe not though um Sirius is going to be captured um if he's not dead what was your question <laughs> i'm just wondering like we have two more chapters left okay so we have to deal with the fallout are, are, of Snape. are we just like closing seams yeah totally so yeah no more action um, so serious dead or alive are we actually going to see dumbledore mm-hmm. um where's harry gonna go at the end of the book i guess those are my questions uh serious dead or alive i feel like i already covered that could be either we'll see um i don't know We'll see. I could be alive, could be dead. I could see the use of either one. Um, and that dictates where does Harry go? Well, <laughs> depends. Is Sirius dead or alive? Um, an, an oddball would be if uh, if Sirius dies, Harry would go with Lupin. Because hmm. Lupin's a way cool dude, and Lupin's pretty much been his father figure slash Dumbledore figure. And you know what? Lupin's a cool guy. And why not? Why not? What's what's wrong with Lupin? Why wouldn't Lupin offer to take Harry in? Because Lupin is just that cool. Slight vengeance problem. But. Yeah, but so does Harry, though. They have the same vengeance. It's the same itch. Harry, Harry's better than Lupin. Harry was able to say no. Harry wasn't there to see all of his friends die. Like, yeah, he's heard the voice of his mother in dreams. But, like, Lupin, like personally lost a bunch of friends in this battle like like i mean we don't know that for sure but like lupin very much has just as much at stake if not more than harry does yeah harry lost his parents when he was a baby but like lupin was very much conscious for this whole war against voldemort and lost a lot from it so it's like nope i think lupin has a right to be just as angry and i think lupin had a right to want to kill Pettigrew. whether it's a good thing he didn't well it's it's the cold <laughs> calculating part about it that that concerns me yeah 
whatever. It's like, I, I if think, you're cold and calculated in that way, you're smart enough to realize that there are better uses for Pettigrew, and he's a better use alive. Yeah, worked out great for them, didn't it? Yeah. Well, no, he no, should have no. put all of that cold calculation <laughs> into, hmm, he's crafty. He's yeah. somehow hidden for 12 years, so let's <laughs> knock him out so yeah. he doesn't scurry away. It's the Batman problem all over again. Mm. Yep, he's crafty, so we'll just tie him up. No way he'll get out of that. Um, no. Just dangle him by his feet out the window. Yeah. That works, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Every time they start talking. So uh, where does Harry go um, if Sirius is alive with Sirius, if Sirius is dead with Lupin? Um my guess is with Lupin, personally. My guess is Sirius dies. He goes with Lupin. I just don't remember Sirius being a character in any of this Harry Potter stuff. And I know that's relying way too much on my knowledge of the Harry Potter universe. But I think Sirius needs to die. Ups the stakes. Um, wraps this whole thing up. Uh, it kind of also leaves this shroud of mystery of there will still be people who doubt the whole thing of Sirius Black and whether or not he was truly innocent. Whereas if Sirius is alive, it's just... If Sirius is alive, we need more than two chapters. Can I say that? <laughs> like, if he's still alive, we're going to need more than two chapters. But if he's dead... Well, a lot less to say about that. To be fair, mm-hmm. but they don't. Our, our next two chapters are longer than, like, our last three episodes worth of chapters. Like, Jeez. it's it's we've we've got a lot of pages left. Oof-ta. Okay, well, so yeah, that's fair. Anyway, anyway, um, Dumbledore, are we going to see him? Sure. Yeah. Is he a character finally in the book? I think he's a character finally in the book. He just he just kind of sucks and doesn't know magic so yeah he's gonna show up and doesn't know magic eh, that's not true yeah we barely see it we um, barely see it but <laughs> I'll, I'll you know i'll believe it when i see it um it, yeah i think he'll show up probably with buckbeak somehow i don't know it's on the cover of the book <laughs> <laughs> it's on the cover of the book he's gonna show up with buckbeak miraculously and i don't know that's <sighs> Yeah, if if Dumbledore is Crookshanks, I'm going to be very very upset, especially because that means that the Marauders map lied, and that makes me very upset. Um, mm, yeah, Dumbledore shows up, I think. Okay. Or he's just, <laughs> or he's just that, really not there. Or he's just just gone for some reason. I don't know why he'd be gone. Uh, anyway. So. Yeah. Clark. Oh. Talk to me. Oh yeah, what about your favorite quote? Oh, I did not which see happens coming. to be on the same page as my favorite quote, but totally somehow not the same quote. Talk to me. Well, as you know, this chapter, the Dementor's Kiss, uh, is like has a grand total of like five pages. Yeah, it's so. like five pages long. So I was like, oh, favorite quotes, uh, totally. Let's scrape the bottom of that barrel, shall we? Well, speaking of scraping, my favorite quote is on page. Three, oh boy. 379. Thank you. Um, so Snape's body is hovering. We already talked about this. It's very funny that Snape is just kind of being hovered along behind them. And it's going to, man, Snape is going to be so upset after all this is done. Uh, but it says, <laughs> uh, Sirius turned right around to look at him. 
meaning Harry, because they're talking about Harry moving in with Sirius. Sirius turned right around to look at him. Snape's head was scraping the ceiling, but Sirius didn't seem to care. That's it. That's my favorite quote. Let me, let me, let me see that. Hang on. What? Do we have different versions of the book? We have, it's different. What is yours? He's serious in your book. He's black in my book. What? Yeah. Really? Huh. They call him black in yours. Yeah, he's serious in mine. So serious turned around and uh is he black in like all the chapters? That's bizarre. He's Yeah, he's black there. Hmm. He's mostly serious in my book. He's he's black in all really? of mine. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So um, my favorite quote comes right after yours. Okay, sure. And it's, you know, Black's all like, you want to? Oh, my gosh. This, like, this makes so much more sense that, like, hmm. I, like, haven't known how to refer to the to, to Sirius Black this whole book because he's been Black. And, and that just doesn't really feel like a name huh. to me the okay. same way because the word. But yeah. I know that that's that's how harry's been calling him through this whole book but have has he been serious to you oh, he's the, been serious whole like the whole time book. yeah or serious black like serious or serious black one or the other but mostly serious it's it's he he has been black in every single name scenario that is so weird because he's not he doesn't have the familiarity they call him serious and not serious black more after we get to know him at the shrieking track so all those conversations between him and lupin and stuff it's all serious interesting um the but Harry before, that, book it, is before like that it was serious black all in yeah. here he's he's black yeah it's super weird anyway huh. not the point my point <laughs> is uh my favorite quote which is two sentences later um and and harry's harry and Sirius are like yeah we're gonna move in together yeah yeah pizza. And, and then we see black's gaunt face broke into the first true smile harry had seen upon it oh yeah the difference it made was startling as though a person 10 years younger were shining through the, the starved mask yeah for a moment he was recognizable as the man who had laughed at harry's parents wedding yeah i do like that quote and That's i like quote. I, I i sort of wish that he were serious like i sort of wish that were the turning point Oh, where they started calling him serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Because that is the point at which he becomes a human and mm. not a trapped animal. Interesting. Yeah. And and yeah, I I just I think it's really beautiful that that moment where um a person who has been so very much one thing and mm-hmm. then like the the world shifts and mm. you see them as a human. You see them as a person who could be joyful. Hmm. Yeah. I did like that. I read that and I'm like, that's probably the more poetic quote of this chapter. <laughs> and you were like, Alyssa's all over that, so I pick scrape in the care. head. Scrape in the head. Because <laughs> nobody cares that Sirius is just scraping up that big forehead of his. So uh <laughs> two more chapters, guys. If you tweet me now and if you spoil this, I will I will be so upset. He will know the ending i will know the ending because i'm reading it like as soon as i'm done with this so uh i guess tweet me all your spoilers now just for this one book though um good stuff uh any and and then we get to watch the movie which i'm so excited i really like the third movie yeah i really do i've had enough people tell me this is their favorite book that i'm 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 thinking there's some good stuff in store after these chapters very much firmly know that this is not my favorite harry potter book (laughs) 
Sorry, there. So much exposition. It's like uncomfortable, and Snape makes no sense, and Lupin makes no sense, and Sirius makes almost no sense, and it's just like this man, it's gonna be fun. It's oh, I, I I need to get me some fourth book stat. That's what I need. <laughs> uh, well, may have to wait. So, uh, uh, meanwhile, anyway, meanwhile, thanks so much know. for uh, tuning in. Let let us know what what your thoughts are and what you think's coming and whether you think Clark's going to be right. At Wordstruck Pod. And at Alyssa Small. And, and at Clark Hodges, I guess. And Wordstruck Podcast at gmail.com. Woo! Good night, everybody. Bye.